0: Welcome into the unnamed MMA podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A Abdallah, and across from me as always is Jordan Sherwood. You can follow him on Twitter at WoodonESPN1000. We've got a UFC fight night to preview for you today. We've got some decent fights. This card is pretty loaded. Like it. It underrated seems,
1: good fights. Yeah,
0: like the prelims are pretty good too. Some guys that we've talked about before that names might be uh, familiar to you, especially to me, because I'm I like it when I recognize.
1: That, that, uh, the well, names. then we've talked about that. That's the sign when you know it's a good card. When Adam Abdallah, yeah, he recognizes the fighters. Because
0: we've been what, doing this for just like a year and a half now, something like yeah, that. I think we're tra- almost yeah. two years. I think towards two years. Almost now. two years, and I'm like, okay. I, I recognize some of these names. I, this I get guy. this. I get this now. This is uh, These are guys I recognize. And uh, we'll start uh, oh. here. Well, go ahead. I was yeah. just going to say,
1: the other big thing about this card, it was actually just announced. So there was a lot of controversy uh, last week with the Shevchenko um, fight against mm-hmm. Grasso. Split draw. How is that fifth round scored a 10-8 round? And then there was you know yeah. a whole assessment on judging. So we just learned, and I do not you never saw this guy fight because you or maybe you saw him fight, but you weren't definitely following it, uh, the sport as religiously as you are now. Chris Lieben is going to be a judge for this fight card. Former mm. UFC middleweight, barn burner, fight of the night guy. Like, that's a good thing. I've always, I've always campaigned to nobody, but just anybody listening, I guess, to the podcast. Not like I've gone to the streets or whatever, but like former fighters... Being judges, former fighters being officials. Yeah. So I love it when I see you know when I see Frank Trigg uh, referee fights. The mm-hmm. guy fought fought for a title a couple of times in the UFC. Like understands you know submissions. Understands we wouldn't have an issue like we did last week. Not only with the the scoring but also. A submission being declared a no contest because the guy wasn't out. He was just breathing and put his arm down. Yeah. But the judge or the, the referee had never grappled before in his life, so he didn't understand submissions and, and placement and whatnot. So I'm very excited, not only because this fight card is, yes, underrated, sick, brought a of good fights, but Chris Lieben's going to be making his debut as an MMA judge.
0: Another piece of news that we should probably mention as we, uh, Bala Muhammad is one of the friends of the show. Colby Covington and Leon Edwards are going to fight it yet, UFC 296. So, Colby Covington has come out of hiding. Yes. And is actually, as of right now, going to fight. It'd be interesting to see if Bilal was
1: like the, uh, the replacement. The replacement, yes. just in case one of these. Uh, Colby Covington, also the favorite in that fight. I know. As the lines came out. And I actually like him in that fight.
0: Which would be great because, according to Bilal himself, he's been told that he's next in line. Wow. So. Which, who else is he going to fight? Well, here's the thing. Who they, else? Okay, but, but listen, you're shaking your head, and that's fine. You can be anti-Balala. I'll tell him. I'll text him right now and be like, guess what? Jordan's out on you. He's pro Kobe. He's pro Kobe in this fight, and you see what happens. But who else is left for him to fight until he gets a title
1: shot? Well, they just also announced that uh, Shop Rachmanov is fighting Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Yeah. And my concern is that if Rachmanov wins that fight, gets another finish, finishes Wonderboy, mm-hmm. he's going to hurdle our boy, Bilal Muhammad, and get the next time. But shoot. Bilal's just been sitting there waiting. Yeah, Ma- <laughs> Look, Rahmatov is undefeated. He's got an even split between Listen, inside no. the distance gotta, finishes of, of KOs. you got to climb the ladder, man. I get it. You can't skip rungs. And Bilal's got history with both Colby and Leon Edwards. I know. I know. And
0: so, he's yeah, he's owed a Leon Edwards fight because of the eye poke, and he's owed a Colby Covington fight because Colby sucks, and man, I hate he's him. He's
1: a fucking punk.
0: Yeah, but you like him apparently now on record. I like him in the in the, f- in the no. fight. All I hear is I like him. Oh, you're an idiot. It stopped. Don't, at, it don't, sto- don't start no, with I that. Will, I'll I will edit it. I'll edit I hate it. Kobe Covington. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> All right, I won't. I won't text uh, Bilal and tell him that. All right, let's get started with this UFC fight night here. We've got a good main event: uh, Rafael Fiziev against uh, Matush Gamrat. We'll get to that at a certain point here. But Ricardo Ramos and Charles Air Jordan kick off this main card here. Jordan is minus one forty-five. Uh, the favorite here and Ramos is plus one twenty. Uh, Ramos has had uh, two spinning back elbow victories uh, to decent people, but his he has missed weight a couple times, and because of COVID and opponent withdrawals and stuff like that, he's kind of been a little bit off and on. Whereas you look at uh, Ricard, or you look at Jordan, who's fought. A ton. I feel like he's one of the
1: COVID fighters.
0: We say the char. I feel like we say Charles Jordan's name like every other episode of this podcast because the dude is fighting almost every other week or every other month. It seems like so uh, he snapped a two fight skid when he uh, won over Cron Gracie his last time out. So you've got a favorite
1: here in Charles Jordan. How do you think this one? Yeah, I mean, again, and it's a great fight card uh, or fight to start off the main portion of the card because it's going to be a stand up fight. Both of these guys very well versed in Muay Thai and their kickboxing and their preference. Although we do know that uh, you know Ramos can get the fight to the ground and, and, and get some submissions, uh, this fight primarily going to be contested uh, on the feet. I think right now, when you look at the odds as they're placed, and it's kind of funny for me, as now we're recording this on Friday. Typically, we're earlier in the week, and I would have expected these odds were earlier in the week, but we're we're past the weigh-ins now. Both guys made weight, so that's the first thing. Ramos made weight. He missed it by nine pounds the last time that he, he weighed in at 154 for a featherweight fight, so that bout was scrapped. He hasn't fought consistently, so I think that's lending towards Jordan being the favorite. Also, you just talked about that's consistency. Jordan has fought regularly, wins and losses, so I think that's another reason why he's trending the favorite. And the third is recency bias, and it was one of the worst fights that have ever been contested in the UFC, the Cron Gracie-era Air jordan fight. I mean, Cron Gracie was basically, like, morphed back to 1995 when it was one discipline. He tried, he, he was, he was skidding uh, on the uh, octagon mat uh, off of his butt, like, trying to get the fight to the ground, mm-hmm. like, get a takedown like like Hoist Gracie used to do. Uh, that doesn't work in modern-day mixed martial arts. So those are all the reasons why Charles-Era-Jordan is the favorite, and I don't think he should be. I think this should be a pick or I think Ramos should be the favorite. So, scoot up right now, Ramos, uh, you know, at plus money for sure, at plus 120. I think just from a stand-up standpoint, they're quite even. If this fight goes to the ground, Ramos does have the advantage. Uh, jardon has been submitted before. We've seen it uh, against guys I don't think as good as Ramos on the ground. I guess the one concern would be just the inconsistency of Ramos. Is there a little bit of octagon uh, rust? because he hasn't been fighting as consistently as Charles or Jordan, but I just think that, you know, at plus money, might as well grab him.
0: All right, so going with the underdog here in the first fight, if we're going for a little bit of value hunting here, Jordan by points is plus 220. Jordan by knockout is plus 280. Ramos by points is plus 330. Ramos by
1: submission is plus 460. Yeah, I think that both of these guys are just going to cancel each other off from a skill set standpoint, so I don't think there's a necessary need to look for further value that Ramos to win in, in a method, I think just take up the just overall him at the plus money sign, because I think he could get a submission and I think he could get out point and probably not going to knock out Jordan. But then again, you talked about a two spinning back elbow uh, victory. So he is a finisher on the feet but i think safe play especially with him him plus money just take him straight out on the money line
0: all right our next fight here in the uh, welterweight division brian battle minus 190 aj fletcher is plus 150 one fifty. Battle's been kind of all over the place when it comes uh to weight class but he beat gabe green in 14 seconds earlier this year uh in when ufc was in north carolina and uh aj fletcher uh, While well, he lost his uh, his opening, t- his decision to Matthew Semmelsberger. did I say that right? Yes, of the Jedi. Yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, he, he bounced back and won. This is what's great I love about uh, Brian Battle. Brian Battle's two welterweight victories have come in a combined fifty-eight seconds, while Fletcher's finished nine of ten of his career wins, with six of those victories coming in the opening round. So this one could end very fast.
1: It could end very fast, but I'll I'll talk about that fourteen-second fight against Gabe Green. First off, we cashed on that fight if you played it at FatJackSports.com. Brian Battle went off as uh, Mm -hmm. he opened as the uh, favorite, but went off as the underdog. But Gabe Green, his his fighting style was leading with your face. And that's see what not, happens. Like that's not good. Yeah. Would... So Brian Battle just just knocked him out. You don't Silly. go
0: don't go face first in anything. <laughs> no. That's just
1: that life. Just <laughs> yeah. don't do just it. So, well, don't do that's it. That's what Gabe Green did. Uh, you know. So yes, Brian Battle. You know, got his notoriety on the, on the Ultimate Fighter reality series. Uh, has looked good in those you know fights against fighters that are looking to have a stand up fight with him because Brian Battle is very athletic. He's very strong for the division and, and in this fight. You know, he's going to have a 10-inch reach advantage uh, against A.J. Fletcher, and that's massive, especially for a guy like A.J. Fletcher that is a wrestler and is a guy that's going to look to, like, work takedowns, use his cardio, and get this fight to the ground think that's going to be a little bit of an issue because brian battle has continued to mature inside the octagon we've seen his skill set improve because he's a relatively young fighter his takedown defense has been good the one time that brian battle has lost is when he's been in there with a wrestler he's been in there with a guy that's looking to take the fight to the ground and just like out cardio him and that's what aj fletcher's going to try and attempt to do mm-hmm. aj fletcher's going to look to like get into you know get into the phone booth but get this fight to the ground. But I think because of that reach advantage, because of that athleticism and that concern of his knockout power, it's going to be a very difficult proposition for him to you know, employ and, and, and eventually execute. I said this earlier on on VEASAN. I still like Brian Battle at where he is. I was concerned if it trended up to like a $2 favorite, you stay away. But he's stayed pretty consistently at a $1.90, $1.85. That's because people are looking back. AJ Fletcher getting those takedowns, working into the later rounds. But I think Brian Battle's just going to be too good, too strong. That reach advantage is going to be too much. Um, and I think Brian Battle just straight up on the money line is fine. You're at a dollar eighty, I don't need to hunt for value at all. It's a lot. It's um, a lot of juice, my friend. It, it, it is That's a lot, a of, lot juice. of juice. But I mean, I, I, if it gets to two dollars, then you, you're looking at Brian Battle maybe into the parlay to bring it back down. Uh, but the concern, you talked about it with, with the finishes. Like, AJ Fletcher's a tough guy to finish. So, and mm-hmm. Brian Battle, like, if he's gonna finish, he's gonna knock him out. He's not gonna submit him, he's gonna knock him out. And I just think that Fletcher's gonna be able to, like, eat a lot of shots and, like, mm-hmm. just keep on coming. And, like, we're looking at like a 29 28. Maybe Battle wins the first two rounds. Fletcher comes on late, takes the third. But I just like Brian Battle straight up on the money line. All
0: right. Well, Vegas disagrees with you because Battle by points is plus 230, Battle by submission is plus 300. And battle by knockout
1: is plus five fifty. No, that's exactly what I said. You said he's not going to submit him, or or knock him out. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Not, yeah. he's definitely not going to submit him. Actually, okay. I, well, okay, I, okay, that surprises me. That the submission yeah. prop is lower than the, the knockout prop. Yes, but I that's, think that's what a, I meant. Yeah. A testament to AJ Fletcher's durability okay. and his ability to, to take a knockout. So, if you're taking, if you don't want to go with
0: minus one ninety because it's a lot of juice, you recommend you would recommend if you had to battle by points. At plus two thirty. Yeah, but I don't. Okay. I
1: don't necessarily see a need to. I just think, Bre- you know, Brian Battle straight up on the money line. If you want to get creative, um, like Dan uh, Arjeta, you know, who's the last fight on the prelims against Miles Johns, he's also like a dollar eighty eight favorite. Mm-hmm. Couple of those two together in parlay, and that'll sprinkle down the value a little bit.
0: Okay, all right. We could do that. We'll look to do that, and then uh, I'll give that out a little bit later and tell you exactly what that is. Yep. Uh, Mar- uh, Marina Rodriguez is up next. She's minus three twenty-five. Maybe we sprinkle her into a parlay as well with Michelle Waterson Gomez, who is plus two fifty. This is actually a rematch. The two previously faced off May eighth, twenty twenty-one, in a five-round main event that was won by uh, Rodriguez here, uh, who used length to keep Waterson Gomez, uh, and it went to a uh, unanimous decision victory so it went the distance it went the full five rounds could we see this same fight or
1: rodriguez is minus 325 could this be ending a little bit sooner Uh, you know what i I think we're going to see the same fight for sure i think we're going to see dominance uh, by rodriguez she's just better on the feet even though you know People are pointing them to the Karate Hotties age at 38 years old, where Rodriguez is 37. So there's not a big age gap between the two of them. But I think there is a, there's a gap between the skill sets. On the feet, Rodriguez is fantastic. Uh, Michelle Watterson utilized her earlier success in her UFC career was, was based on the striking, but also the quickness, the timing. She just doesn't have it anymore, and I don't think she has the ability to take this fight to the ground. So I, I think, yeah, Rodriguez certainly gets back on track gets a win, maybe a little bit of a sprinkle on inside the distance. You know, Rodriguez, uh, you know, certainly is someone that can get a finish. But I think typically if you look at it, you know, the last, you know, three fights that she's had that have uh, been victories have all been w- way via decision, and that's how she's going to – she's just going to outpoint, outwork, keep at distance, keep Michelle Watterson off of her and uh, coast her way to a victory. That inside
0: the distance is uh, plus uh, 225. So that's a decent prop there if you want inside the distance at plus 225 for a little bit of sprinkle. But if we look for uh, the way Vegas thinks this might end here, Rodriguez by points, or Rodriguez, excuse me, by points is minus 155, and then it just falls off. Like that's it. Watterson Gomez by points is plus 450, Rodriguez by knockout is plus 500. Gomez by submission is plus nine fifty, and then it gets even crazier after that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think the combination of like, Rodriguez where her, she's her comfort level is going to be. Michelle Waterson is a difficult person to to get out of there. I think let's say this: let's say if the the, the battle uh, and Argento you know uh, parlay hits, so that'll be nice. Then we'll sprinkle a little bit of uh, Rodriguez inside the distance. Okay,
0: I'm putting Rodriguez in the parlay, but that's just fine. Me. That's just me.
1: Okay. That's what you like to do my friend
0: i like to find value i'm sorry this is like this is going to be going on on saturday night up against like one of the best weekends in college football so far it's like sick, this isn't it, it is a great weekend of college football if you haven't signed up yet FatJackSports.com. you can get all of jordan's picks you can get all the college football and nfl picks so it is a phenomenal weekend that like once we get to the main event i'll probably go to espn plus and, and take a gander at this uh, fight night but until then maybe not although although i will say this I will say this, this Brian, Bryce Mitchell, Dan Ige fight could be distance. Bryce Mitchell, uh, minus 210 as uh, Dan Ige, plus 170. I know the odds say that is going to uh, uh, to be Bryce Mitchell is the winner here, but Mitchell, like, what, he contemplated retirement and, like, this kind of stuff, and then he came back, and then, so, like... His girlfriend stole his goat or something yeah, like Yeah, like, like, this dude's a country song. I mean, I know he's from Arkansas, but, like, this dude's a country song waiting to happen here, uh, but he won six straight before losing his last... Time out, and then you've got Dan Ige, who has been, you know, uh, a guy who I feel like. Same with Jordan, we've been mentioning a ton in the last couple of years, who just fights all the time. So I feel like you've got these two guys. This could be a good fight.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a good fight. This, this, the co event and the main event, two fantastic fights, but two, it's stylistic matchups. It's striker versus grappler. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that with Fazeev and Gamrod as well. But then this is what, yes, Bryce Mitchell, what he's known for, what he wants to do best is get this fight to the ground take you out and, and su- submit you. And he did that you know, pretty flawlessly through the start of his mixed martial arts career. Then he got a little bit upper level in competition and was still dominating guys. Like, he dominated Edson Barboza, who's, a, you know, obviously, I think, a future Hall of Famer, just been doing it forever in the featherweight and lightweight division, just took him completely out of his game, took him down, controlled him, wasn't able to submit him, but, but dominated him. But then he ran into a Lilia Tapuria, and, and that guy we know is likely going to be fighting for the featherweight championship of the world and maybe could give Alexander Volkanovsky a run for his money. That's how good that guy is. So uh, Bryce Mitchell bouncing back off of that after he got really beaten from pillar to post. That's the first thing, the first time that a guy who's undefeated takes a loss and takes a loss in the standpoint, as you alluded to, the storyline afterwards contemplating retirement. Does he continue to fight? So now he gets in there with a guy in Dan Ige who's also, you know, been around the block, been fighting the best of the best in the world, has never been able to crack into that top five, that top three of the featherweight division. Uh, So when he's been in there with the best of the best, he's lost. But he's beaten everybody else, a guy that hits with a ton of bricks, very good stand-up strong cardio, and good takedown defense. Not great takedown defense. So I think Bryce Mitchell's the type of guy with his skill set is likely going to be able to take this fight to the ground at some point. Not whenever he pleases, but at some point he's going to be able to, to do that. I will say this though. We have seen Danny Gay be in there before with some, some good grab that have taken him down and controlled him. He's been in there with some other guys that haven't been able to take him down, and he's been able to control him by way of the power that he possesses, and his takedown defense. So I think right now there is too much – there are too many question marks about Bryce Mitchell's ability to bounce back for me to think that he should be a $2 favorite. I think this should be a lot closer on the odds that the odds suggest. So at plus 170, where I'm Ooh. grabbing him right now, you grab Dan Ige. You grab Dan Ige because, you know, he's consistently been on top. He's also – No slouch whatsoever on the ground. Mm -hmm. He's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. This guy has five submission victories of his 17 overall MMA victories. So a guy that, you know, again, Bryce Mitchell is fantastic on the ground, has very good submissions. You know, anybody that pulls off a twister, credit where credit's due to that because not many people do. Oh, yeah. But... Dan Ige is no slouch, and at the current odds and the matchup that I like and it dictates, I'm going with the striker. I'm going with the guy that could take it, uh, and especially over a three-round fight.
0: All right, so our uh, method of victory here, Bryce Mitchell by points, minus 105. Ige by knockout, plus 450. Ige by points is plus 450 as well. Mitchell by submission is plus 550, and then Ige by submission... 1600.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be able to pull and <laughs> grab it out of his head for that regard. I mean, I think, I think you're likely looking at a TK, uh, either it's a TKO or a decision victory. Yeah, for but you're Ige. Getting,
0: just, just take the money line.
1: Yeah, like, I, I mean, I think at plus 170, I mean, if, if you, if you want to take Bryce Mitchell, I think Bryce Mitchell gets the job done via decision, controlling Ige. Um, but I don't think he's gonna, su- I mean, Bryce Mitchell's stand up is not, not, great. Mm-hmm. not great. It's not great, it's evolving. And again, a guy contemplating retirement. Throwing it out there, thinking about doing something else. The odds, right just, I don't, I don't understand the odds. I really do not understand them. They opened at one eighty four. They, they they went up a little bit to one ninety six. Now they're like dollar two two ten. That's just, just too high for me. It's not, and it's it's not. People got to understand. Like it's not all. It's like I believe Danny Dan Gay can win the fight. You know, he's got opportunities to win the fight. It's just pe- the, odds, the odds, the yeah. odds dictate that I gotta play mm-hmm. Danny Gay. Small sprinkle. Yeah
0: small sprinkle. Uh, our main event should be a very good one. Raphael Fazeev minus 160 against Matus Gamrat is plus 130. We haven't seen Fazeev fight since March of this year. UFC 286. He lost to Justin Gagey when they were in London and Gamrot has uh, also lost at UFC 280 to Benil Dariush, but he came back and won over Jalen Turner uh, a few months ago. He's 5-2 and two in the UFC, 22-2 and two, uh, overall. Is there value here on Gamrot at plus
1: Everybody you talk to says there is. And the reason that they say there is is because of this guy's uh, just relentless takedowns, how hard he goes for five rounds. The fact that he's never been finished. The two times that he's lost have gone via decision. And quite frankly, the way he looked the last time out against Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner was roping people left and right, knocking them out. And he took that fight on short notice, controlled Jalen Turner, took him to the ground, Mm -hmm. uh, and was able to dictate where where, where the fight went. And he's also a guy that bested uh, Armin Sarukian, which not a lot of people can say that they have. So the combination of having a five-round fight to push the cardio, and a guy that's never been finished against Fazeev, who, look, Faziv is a fantastic striker. One of the best that we've ever seen. A guy that's literally out of the matrix. Go watch the highlights against uh, Mark Di- 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 Diakasi. Like, the fact that how much he was able to bend he out did, of the way of a kick. He did the neo? Yes. Okay. Literally, was a neo. Like, so, and th- it's it's one of a kind, his, his, his ability to, to do that. But here's the thing, like, you know, A, he hasn't been in there ever with uh, a grappler, the, the, the skill set, the accolades uh, of, of Gamrot. So that's the first thing that you have to worry about. Is, is Fazeev going to be able to have that distance and utilize the takedown defense? Which is very good. Percentages are very strong in his UFC career for five rounds at that pace. Secondly, look, the last time that we saw him out there uh, in a fight against Justin Gagey, which was a three-round fight, Gagey took him down. Like, Gagey, like, never takes down anybody. Like, even though he has wrestling mm-hmm. in his back pocket, mm-hmm. every time you watch a Justin, Justin, take down, take down, go, stop just standing there like a zombie. He finally, like, listened and, like, took him down. And that's impressive. So, uh, the, is Fazeev prepared enough for me? So, I was on Fazeev all early on in the week. I was against the, the, the popular and the sharp opinion that, Gamrot's the guy because five rounds, takedowns, plus money—you gotta bet him. Yeah, I, it's now a stay-away fight for me. Okay, it's a stay-away fight All for right. me. It, the, right. the play that I'm recommending—you can get this, give one free one here at FatJackSports.com. It's the over at three and a half. I think that the combination of Gamrot's just inability to be finished, uh, get get fights to the ground when he wants, lends that this fight's going into the championship rounds. I don't think we're seeing a finish in either direction. So I think uh, over three and a half is, is the play. If you need to make one on this, on this fight card, because um, quite honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if either fighter uh, gets their hand raised.
0: All right, so we'll go over three and a half there. I'll uh, just give you the uh, method of victory here uh for these guys here uh fazee by knockout is plus 190 gamrot by points is plus 260 which like if you get him to the ground but fazee won't tap or anything like that, you can't get a submission like he could control like the ground control game you know and then just sit there and it could be a pretty boring fight
1: if he's just holding on to
0: him for the entire time uh gamrot by submission is plus 650 gamrot by knockout is 11 plus 1100 yeah that's no and
1: no yeah the gamrot at plus money, at, at decision, I could see that certainly happening, you know, Fazeev starting out early. And look, he, even in the fight that he won against uh, RDA, Fazeev, you know, he struggled. He started to slow down quite a bit. Gamrot's not going to slow down. So um, this could be one of the fights, too, where if you want to add some value by either side you're on, like Faziev to win round four to start, Gamrat to win yeah. round four to start. One of those mm-hmm. combinations. FanDuel offers those all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've noticed lately the ability to like add a little bit of uh, you know value to the to the side you're on if you think it's going to go a little bit further on into the into the round. So that would be a recommendation uh, as well.
0: All right. So our official picks here: uh, Ramos by uh, at plus one twenty, just on the money line. Dan Ige a uh, money line plus one sixty eight. And Gamrod and Fazeev over three and a half in that, and we've got our parlay here. Right now it's only three fighters, Brian Battle, Dan Argueta, and Marina Rodriguez here, and that pl- pays plus 206 with those three fighters there. But two of them are minus 188, and Rodriguez is minus 325.
1: Yeah, I think there's not anything else that I'm going to add that that mm-hmm. would, would... Anything would. in the prelims that you like? <sighs> Fatchexports.com. Oh. 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 Right. Wow. Look, 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 we've been winning lately. Wow! You know, then, oh, there's a little bit of that. Wow! So go to that.
0: FatJackSports.com. Like you heard him say, you get your college football, get your NFL football, get uh, Jordan's MMA picks. You've got basketball. In we're almost in October. Are the next time the basketball, the, what are we almost at basketball, dude? The next next month, it's October. It's it's oh it's basketball and hockey are back. Jesus. Come on, Wow. Connor Bedard, <laughs> rookie
1: of the year. Already, what's yeah. The, what's the odds for that? And they like that's minus good, like twenty five hundred. Let me
0: look real quick. That's a good question. I actually want to know now because I bet you it's a, uh, it's a, it's ridiculous. Uh, let's see conferences,
1: divisions. TV. Oh, and I I oh, I just saw also while we're while you're oh, looking Lord. up that another fight was just announced. Um, oh. Rob Font is going to welcome Devison Figueroa Ooh. to the Bantamweight division uh, in December. Okay, so I don't. <laughs> you
0: think I don't know about MMA. Uh, I don't know what these trophies are for. Okay,
1: yeah, I, yeah, I, right? wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Is yeah. the
0: Calder Trophy Rookie of the Year? Oh, Hold on, let's look at this. Yes? It <laughs> I don't know. Calder, we work at a sports radio station. Uh, Calder Trophy. The Calder Trophy is given to the player selector the most proficient in his first year of con- Yeah, that's Rookie of the Year. Just say, rookie of the, the, of the year. say Rookie of the Year. Just yeah. say Rookie of the Year. Only minus 120. Like, for a future that's ridiculously high, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but I thought it would be a lot higher. Cause it's either gonna be him, Luke Hughes, Logan Cooley, Shane Wright. I've never heard any of these people before. Uh, but Connor Bedard minus one twenty. I mean, you, I for a future like that, I need like, I need like thirteen to 1, 14 to one, maybe even like as as low as I'm willing to go as like. Seven to one, six to one, minus one twenty. I gotta sit on minus one twenty all year. That's just. Not, no thank you. no thank you. No. Th- I'll just bet his point total uh, every game yeah. over his point total every single game, and I feel like that'll hit. So those are our picks. That's our parlay battle. Argeta and Rodriguez. Rodriguez, excuse me. He's Jordan Sherwood. You can follow him on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000 Get his picks at FatJackSports.com. You can hear Fat Jack with uh, Chris Bleck and myself every Thursday night on ESPN Chicago on Black and Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. And we will be back next time. There's no uh, fight card next week. Maybe we'll get Bilal Muhammad on the phone, and you can tell him how much you don't like him. Otherwise, and how much I love Colby Covington. And how and I much started you like, my, yeah, the fan page the, for Colby.
1: The, the fan page. No, what we should do is we should start to break down... Because obviously the the back half of the year, or not the back half of the year, the back quarter of the year, yeah, uh, is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, it you is know, the fact that they just announced Jerry Prochaska is fighting. Uh, Alex UFC two ninety
0: six is going to be. It's in December. It looks like it's going to be amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, the that, but that card's on November that the Pereira Pereira one is is co-headlining Miochik and Jones. Yeah, that's a great... Uh, So there's a lot of good stuff. And we got got Makachev and Oliveira, too, next month. Man, this is... It's going to be great. It's going to be great.
0: They need to do these earlier in the year and in the summer when everyone's not focused on football. Dana White and UFC, all right? right. Okay? You can't compete with Saturday Night College football, all right? Dana White, just telling you. All right, tune in next week. (laughs) Tune in next week. Thanks for listening.